right, everybody, you know what time it is. Every Tuesday night at 8, another exciting and insightful edition of the MCW cast. I'm Legacy, MCW pro announcer, Larry Legend. I'm MCW promoter, Dan McDevitt. And I'm Tara. Welcome to the cast. This is episode 50. Wow. wow. Well, almost <laughs> at a year. Yeah, I know, in stereo there. Yeah. Whenever I hear the number 50, it reminds me of... Uh, one of my first matches in MCW back in the day against Slick 50, which was Tim Burke pretending to be you. You remember we put him in your MCW? I don't remember. God, I don't remember I, this okay. either. Well, I mean, it was like literally my second match ever. And what we were doing is we were swerving the fans, and I was like, I'll get into the ring with Tim Burke, and I'll fight him. And then you came out. It was supposed to be you, like with a mask on, given me an easy match, but then in the middle of the match, Tim revealed that, oh, it's not Dan McDevitt dressed up like Slick 50. It's me. And he gave me the business right there in the North Point Flea Market. Yeah. Um, I, I don't remember Was I on that show? So <laughs> this was during the time that we were absorbing MEWF. MCW had closed okay. down, and we were invading MEWF shows. Was, and yep, we there were was there a, for this. There was Definitely. a power struggle between you and and, and Dan and, um. Tim Burke, yeah. Derek Wayne, when uh, uh -huh. Buzz Striker jumped ship and they were like helping you out. They were like your goons. Mm -hmm. And and um, yeah, so some way or other, we got into a thing where Tim Burke was like, I want you, Larry. I want you. You know, I want you in this ring. And the people were like, yeah, beat him up, beat him up Timmy. <laughs> and then we did the match and I'm in the ring waiting for Tim to come down. But it's masked. It's a masked wrestler. And he had your MCW jacket on, your Letterman's jacket. So the fans and me, we all were like, oh, that's just corporal punishment underneath there. And we know Larry is corporal punishment's boy. Nothing's going to happen. And we started working. And it's like just silliness. And then all of a sudden, Tim like does like the big shh to the crowd. And he lifts up the mask. And they see that it's him underneath it. And then he puts it down. He fires me in. And then starts really firing up on me. And I'm like selling like cornet and everything. Like, what's going on? Gives me a big Samoan drop and pins me. Um, yeah, but whenever I hear the number 50, I think of my second match against Slick 50, which was Tim Burke impersonating you. Wow. <laughs> I, I feel very certain that we were there for this. Like, oh, yeah. Because I, 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 I remember this storyline. Like, I remember all of this. Like, I remember mm. doing those shows where we, the whole takeover thing and the absorption. Like, I remember it. Yeah. But, and it sounds vaguely familiar, but I don't. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll never forget it because it. it was pretty much my second match. My first match was against Mark Schrader on the pier mm -hmm. of Hard Rock Cafe. And that was like, right. I remember that. Okay. And then my second match was against Slick 50. And as with any time that I took bumps, you came right up to me in the back tear and you were like, <laughs> Larry, you did, that was so well done. You were like, you were like, you're so fluid out there. And I'm like, thank you, you know? So I'll never forget things like that. I that I don't remember the actual match. But I do remember, like, as you talk about, I do remember the storyline. Like, I, I definitely remember the angle. Like, I remember bits and pieces yeah. of it. I just... You know, this is before the days of having, you know, the, the TV oh, yeah. in, the, in the locker room and stuff like that. Before so. our Flashback Fridays days. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Where, you know, we maybe would have had this as a Flashback Friday. I wish we could have but some of these not. things. probably not. Probably not. Some of them are Flashback Friday worthy. However, the quality of the old VHS tapes probably has not survived uh, the test of time. But some of them were good. Not all of them. There's right. definitely a whole yeah, section of the library that should stay in the vault. But... Buried. <laughs> yes. 
Definitely, for sure. We had quite a quite an interesting cast of characters. But, you know, you mentioned Flashback Friday, and the Flashback Friday we have for you this week is from 2016 at Collision Course, and it was Leo Rush, Sanjay Dutt, and DJ Z. Wow. So that is definitely one not to stay uh, hidden. That one is a, a good one. Leave it to John to find all the Leo Rush matches to get us 50,000 extra hits on the YouTube page. I mean, not just a Leo Rush match. Yeah. That is a gem if he's in there with DJ Z and Sanjay Dutt. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine how spectacular of a match that Sanjay's was. Sanjay's retired mm-hmm. now. Is he working for, is he an agent? So, yeah, but he's an agent for AEW. So, he oh, was AEW? an agent for WWE. And then I guess WWE kind of let him go with one of their rounds of, of letting people go. And I just saw him backstage on AEW during a pull-apart oh, really? in the suit. And I'm like, wow, Sanjay's then moved on. I didn't even know. I, I thought he was in WWE. I, I, I had to look at my TV over and over again and go, is that Sanjay? That's Sanjay. And like rewind it, okay. you know? But yeah, Sanjay was backstage. I think it was something with uh Eddie Kingston and those uh the 2.0 fellas from Canada. They threw a hot cup of coffee in his face and Eddie gets up. You know, he's going for him, and, you know, the agents swarm in. We t- keep our eagle eye open for some students back there that maybe get an opportunity. But I saw Sanjay, and I'm like, yeah. whoa, Sanjay's in AEW. Who knew? Huh. Was that, the, that wasn't the last time he was in MCW, was it? 2016. He was there. The He wrestled Ryan McBride R- in Walmart. Right. He also, That's right. I remember. He also that was, may have been around that That must time. have been 2016 as well, I think. I also yeah. believe he was a participant in the 2016 Cup. Because, you know, I would come back just for the right. cup. And I remember specifically announcing him, yeah, the original player okay. from the Himalayas. It's fun to say. Yeah, we had him for a few shows. Yeah. It must have been 2016, before, the last time we had him. Probably. Okay. Talk about someone who can never dissipated in their ability to go. You no. know, like, just never. You consistently knew you were getting pretty much a above average fight when Sanjay yeah. was in one corner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really talented guy. Indeed. Well, speaking of really talented guys, how about last week's episode with uh, Killian McMurphy yeah. right here in the studio? I'm sorry I wasn't here. Yeah, we missed you. It was a very, it was very interesting. Very Killian's good. an interesting guy. He is a lot of fun, a lot of sides to his personality. So it was really good getting to sit down and chat with him, and also do his big premiere uh, video at the end of the episode. So we did something a little bit different, and we aired um, his um, big GD cinematic. Uh, episode at the end a Christmas episode right on mind you I love everything festive so yeah it was really cool well that's just spectacular like I said I wish I could have been here with you to pick his brain mm-hmm. uh, but uh thank you to all the viewers out there that tuned in last week and joined in on the chat and liked and shared and remember subscribe that's right either on Facebook or YouTube and also of course the major podcast platforms Apple Podcasts, Google Play SoundCloud Spotify Stitcher Pocket Cast Radio Public Breaker and CastBox all of those you can follow us there and stay up to date every time we drop a new episode very good that was and I guess this this is going to be a little bit different this week oh yeah so much a guest in studio with us the whole time but um a pre-show because in 48 hours uh that's it that's the last call last call at the mcw arena yeah yeah and you know the mcw arena stars have been born here um and we've had so many great memories and so many uh memorable matches um and those 
stars that were made here at the MCW Arena, several have gone on to do lots of great things. And before we move on to last call, I just want to call out for a second some of our um, students and wrestlers who have made their way to some other promotions and we've seen on TV lately. Um, just what last week mm-hmm. was uh, Amber Rodriguez, yeah. former MCW mm-hmm. Women's Champion, and Khan. On Dark. Yeah, yeah on, on AEW Dark. Dark. Yeah. Um, earlier in the month, we had Kakoa, mm-hmm. um, Erica Lee, who just made her MCW debut, Joe Keys. There have been several um, people that have come w- walking down that stage and ramp here at the uh, iconic MCW Arena who have made their way onto a television set. And, and don't forget about, you know, Joe Keys, Dante Caballero, mm-hmm. Ken Dixon, oh, yeah. Eric Martin, all on Ring of Honor television. Mm-hmm. That's right. Last couple weeks as well. And even some of our newer students. I just was watching uh, JCW's uh, free YouTube stream, and uh, they did a battle royal, first entrant in, Action Andretti. And mm-hmm. um, I thought it was significant that he wasn't just a guy in the battle royal. You know, battle royals are like all a mesh of flesh. Uh, but he was the number one entrant, which meant he got a little bit of time to shine and mm-hmm. actually work, you know, kind of like a little three-minute match there, which sometimes that's all you get. So it was, it was great to see uh, Action get a little shine time in another company as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seeing him seeing him pop up on a lot of videos, yeah. seeing his face on a lot of posts. Well, he's got such a, he's got such a handsome guy. Also, yeah. also, not just handsome, I know, Larry Legend, <laughs> not just handsome, Um, really kind of like ethnically vague, which is very marketable right now. If you watch commercials and TV, a lot of the times, not that it matters, but you're like, hmm, that person's a little kind of exotic. I wonder what they are, you know? So I think that uh, maybe other promoters are seeing the marketability of a person that looks like that. You know, that can get the the applause from, you know, maybe portions of the minorities that are joining as well as, you know, well, non-people of color. We've talked on here before about how important representation is. Oh, absolutely. Whether that's, um, you know, being a person of color, being a female in this business, um, you know, any LGBTQ plus, mm-hmm. any of those things, having representation and seeing someone who looks like you mm-hmm. uh, is important. And I think, you know, I think that you're right, you know. There's a danger of it kind of being like a novelty act or something. You're right. like, oh, that person's exotic. Let's book them. Let's push them. But I think, too, it speaks to more of just a societal change where we want to have a reflective, you know, uh, in, an inclusive community. You yes, know, that's exactly the word that I was making mm-hmm. that hand gesture for. We want to <laughs> include. Do. It's like our own ASL. Exclude, I got right? you. Inclusive. <laughs> you know what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, actions. Uh, may, I, I'll tell you, I know it's a few weeks removed, but. Uh, the final battle pay-per-view, a lot of ROH guys down there, you know, doing the security and pull-aparts and things like that. So those are all honing your skills. It wasn't that long ago that Leo Rush was doing kind of like that type of role for ROH before eventually he was entered into the top prospect mm-hmm. tournament and won the damn thing. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. And, of course, Leo's first match was here at the MCW Arena. I was not aware of that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. I, he learned how to wrestle took his first bumps here yep uh, but you know talking about like historical moments at the mcw arena we just had um about a month ago <clears throat> a television crew from england come down oh my and filmed mm-hmm. an interview with kevin eck they spent the whole day filming an interview for kevin eck because this is the building that the last Piper, piper's pit yeah. happened and they're doing a series of um documentaries this station over in england mm-hmm. like i think three they said um roddy piper andre the giant 
and one more. They're going to be like hour long docu hour long documentaries on mm -hmm. the life and career of these like icons. Icons, of, yeah, for of sure. Wrestling and and pop culture in mm -hmm, a center, mm -hmm. you know. And um, they wanted to film. Uh, you know, they wanted to interview Kevin in the building where this happened, since really it's a you know from professional wrestling standpoint in general as an industry. A historic moment. The mm -hmm. last Piper's Pit ever happened right here. You know, a lot of the times in our industry, we hear these kind of terms thrown around that are usually reserved for church about a building being hollowed ground. Mm -hmm. And those are the types of things that make, you know, venues kind of like a lot more than just a, mm -hmm. a flea market. Leo Rush's first match, the final Piper's Pit one of Joni, China's last China. appearance. Yeah. And Mean Gene. And Mean Gene. All right here. They made so, their last public appearances mm -hmm. here. And that's like, if story. you hear that term thrown around in the wrestling yeah. industry, you know, oh, MSG is hollowed ground or, you know, some venue is hollowed ground. That's what makes the venue hollowed ground to mm -hmm. know that some of the icons that really paved the way for us to even get involved stepped foot in here, held these microphones, wrestled in that mm -hmm. ring. And um, wow, it kind of kind of makes me a little misty eyed when we think of a uh, last call, you know, closing doors, you know, finally to that that ring that I've been in. Danny Mays, Al mm -hmm. Albert, the late great Al mm -hmm. Albert, you know, um, yeah, you don't you don't think about it, um, you know, for, as this every year, like with what we do, it's, you know, everything's so hectic from one show to the next, mm -hmm. like one, you know, it's all this stress and anxiety leading up to a show. And then it starts all over again the yeah. next day, getting ready for the next show. And like that happens and happens and happens and happens over and over and years go by, almost a decade. Yeah. And then like we get word of the, this, you know, of, of the direction we have to head and, and, you know, the unfortunate news about, you know, the building um, and we have to leave. And then you kind of stop and go, whoa. It really, I'd never thought about all those moments until mm -hmm. we started going, wow, well, this is it. Well, Dan, this remember like the, here. the birthday party for my friend Tiffany? Yeah, and Mace, uh, and, <laughs> and uh, Xander. Xander, they had the very that, first birthday party on May thirtieth. That's what really got the ball rolling with us, you know, securing mm -hmm. this building and opening back up the school. Yeah, it, it was never supposed to be <laughs> yeah. more than one show. Right, I and I remember that, and um, yeah. because it was when RJ came back, mm -hmm. and um, that. You know, I, I think about that night and, you know, he had been away and he made his return. And I just think that changed so much, you know, because then he was on board with the school and he, you know, um, so I think like not just on a personal level, but I feel like that um, just was the catalyst that really change things and set the trajectory mm -hmm. you know and like i'm emotionally attached to this building like you know yeah, we too. we literally built the walls like i can show you the walls i painted like mm -hmm. you know we like everybody did their you know we did the hard work we did like the labor you know what i mean and so like i'm physically invested in the building not just you know from that but uh, you know there's all those memories that go with it so <laughs> that you uh you mentioned that <clears throat> um what Leo, Leo Rush came back as a surprise at our last show, mm -hmm. Seasons Beatings. And um, he did that. That all happened at, a, you know, at the 11th hour, like a day or so before. And it was because he had reached out and he he wanted to be at last call once we you know, made the announcement and everything. But he's going to be traveling. Mm. So he's like, man, I really don't know how I feel about like not being able to have one last match there. Yeah. And I was like, well. What are you doing Saturday, bud? <laughs> right? And it was like on like Thursday. So like he he 
changed his schedule, got a plane ticket, and came in, and mm-hmm. it was a surprise. And it was really cool because it was a real, real moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh like, God! Just yeah. if you understood and you there, like I was up on the like deck. Right? I was next like, to you. I was in the crowd. Yeah, and, and I, I was next to Dan. You could feel like that, it. Yeah. You could feel the people that was mm-hmm. real. Yeah. Love and emotion. And then, so I, after the show, he was signed a bunch of stuff and I went out in the front um, where he was still signing mm-hmm. after the show and and just was like, hey, man, <clears throat> I didn't really get a chance to talk to you. Just wanted Who to say thanks. Who does in this state? You know, like. <laughs> and he's, uh, <laughs> he says, uh, and, he, and he hugs me and he, we tell each other, you know, I love you. I love you too. And he steps back and he goes, man, um, looking around this building like today, he was like, when I came in, he said, uh, I was thinking about so much. And and um, one thing that came to mind, and I'm thinking he's going to say something about wrestling or whatever. And he goes, "Is uh, when you and RJ told us we had a mandatory meeting that we had to be here for, and we got down here and you guys had like 30 cans of black paint. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and a bunch of, of rollers and sticks. That. You know what I mean? You worked them. Yeah, this to, is the mandatory meeting. So Get the work. Paint, and we were all painting the walls. Welcome to painting. And I said, hey. yeah. I said, the thing I is, said, we did, did it we? alongside them. We got right there and painted the walls with them. But we I did. did. I just laughed. I said, is that what we did? He said, yeah. <laughs> RJ. I, I didn't remember. I was like, did we really? said, yeah, you and RJ. That sounds about right. You know? Yeah. completely did. Yeah, that was, but I just laughed because it was, felt like it was getting emotional. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then it's goes, like, <laughs> he takes a swerve and it's like, yeah, and talks we were painting. Me and RJ tricking him into coming down and painting the walls black mm-hmm. with all the students. <laughs> but we all did jump in. We, right. we did. Right. We, I, I had, for weeks, I had like black paint in my nose. I was <laughs> coughing it out. Nail. I had it on both my elbows. We I was just, everywhere. Not only, it was so much black paint. We got cases of spray paint that we used to do the studs yeah yeah little studs it was literally like it was it was for weeks i was like coughing and hacking up black paint we we should have been wearing masks then yeah yeah you all should have it was bad it was like for weeks i just couldn't stop hacking up black paint (laughs) i Uh, believe that you know and that's the thing wrestling we put our heart and soul into all of it like not just you know from when the bell rings and the lights go on but like just making this not just a building you know we made it literally the home of mcw yeah you know and that i think is pretty powerful you know and we have fans who have regular seats like they have psls like at the stadium you know Mm -hmm. like it'll be weird to be in a different venue and not look out and see you know the same people sitting in their same regular seats and looking for the familiar signs and where's bobby harris and you know what i mean like they'll still come of course but some of these buildings that we're running which i'm excited about this because we're getting to try out new formats and different things um you know in some of these newer buildings that we're going to run at but it kind of changes the dynamic you know of maybe there's not four sides you know for ringside like Mm -hmm. things like that which it's exciting but at the same time it'll be like oh kind of weird like where's where's my section over there you know yeah. So. Yeah. Well, change is inevitable, and as I or as is said in another company that I work for, we roll with the punches. We sure do. And with that said, we got last call on deck. Okay? I know. I know. And, and it's going to be an exciting night of live pro wrestling, like only MCW Pro mm-hmm. can present. And. Two fan favorites will be facing each other in an MCW Rage TV title match. I'm talking about Kakoa and Brandon Scott. 
those two. Both of them have been MCW favorites here uh, through the years. And they had a really memorable mm -hmm. um, final to the Shamrock Cup mm -hmm. a couple years ago. Um, those two had good chemistry together. So I think, you know, I mean, there's <clears throat> a lot of our matches on our shows, I think you can say possible show stealers. But this is definitely one. Mm -hmm. The fans, I'm not sure which way the fans are going to want to go through. I know. Love them both. That's, that's what's going to be interesting because who yeah. are they going to root for? Like, I feel like it'll be one of those back and forth chants. Yeah. You know, when it comes down to the final moments of the match, I can totally see the, you know, the echoes of, you know, Brandon and Kakoa going yeah. back Yeah, and let's forth. go Brandon. Yes, but in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I see what you did. I'll there. tell you one thing. If, if Brandon wants to take the step in the right direction, and I think we all know what that direction is, maybe he needs to get himself a manager like how Andy Weinberg is with Ryan McBride, and I will volunteer to watch his back in this you match. You know what? I mean, Brandon's – but here's the thing about that. You know, you have – baby faces that are that are like baby faces forever like the fans have never stopped yeah i gotta give him that you know the fans have never gotten i you know in, in my opinion i think they've always been behind him mm -hmm. yeah you well know, he needs never... he needs to get a little bit more aggressive he's a great wrestler and i have to tell you i've never seen him have a bad match on my mama i've never seen brandon scott have a bad match but i feel like he's missing just one little intang intangible just like Paul Heyman was for Roman Reigns. Mm -hmm. That's what he needs. And I'm not necessarily saying it should be Andy Weinberg. No, I've actually got somebody in mind. Okay. <laughs> well, you are on the championship committee, so I know that you have the ear of the president of wrestling, <laughs> general manager Phil Stamper. Mm -hmm. So I'll be interested to see what you got cooking up yeah. there. As long as you're not suggesting we bring in Paul Heyman. I, well, I don't think we can afford him, but he might be looking for work. <laughs> yeah. I think you know, we'll, we'll go in a different direction. Indeed, I feel confident in saying that. Yeah, so I don't know. That's a that's a toss up between who's going to win this one. Both the credentials: former Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup winner, former mm -hmm. MCW champion, current Rage TV champion. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a banger. Yep. And uh, it's the show is also going to bring back someone we have not seen in several years here in MCW, and I'm talking about Veda Scott. Oh my goodness, Vader! We'll be returning. Yeah, we've yeah. Been, it's been a while, it has right? Been a while. I, I'm so glad. Like Vader's so great. Um, yeah, she's when awesome. I, when I wanted to um, really start putting a focus on the women's division again, mm -hmm. really make the women's division mean something, she was one of the first person I thought about reached out to. She's just she's booked so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, she's booked so much, and then she's in Canada. Yeah, a yeah. lot with her boyfriend. Speedball Mike Bailey. Speedball Mike Bailey. Who I, I believe is going to be able to be back in the United States very soon. Was it because of COVID that he was? No, back? it was because of that thing where sometimes the Canadian wrestlers say, oh, I'm coming to visit friends and family, but they actually are working when they need to apply for... Oh, a different oh, visa. Yeah. See, so, I don't so, understand all oh, that. Okay, so I don't either. I know there's like there's temporary work, right? Mm -hmm. Right, and, and technically I believe that they're supposed to apply. I don't understand it either, but what I do understand is the pettiness of certain promoters and figures in wrestling to kind of blow the whistle oh, and be seriously? like, "Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, it's ha yeah, it's happened. It's happened a couple times with Canadian wrestlers who were coming down through Detroit to work. That someone's like, "Oh yeah, I know there's a car of people coming down saying they visit friends and family. Look at this flyer mm -hmm. featuring all of them." As Are you kidding me? I think Dan, I if I'm lying, I'm dying. Uh, I'm not saying that that's, that's what that happened is to Mike. Right. So petty. You know, Mike Bailey was on a trajectory of, like, being uh, really buzzing. And, you know, he was doing all the bookings. And some somebody, I think, blew the whistle. Like, uh, he's not coming down here to visit friends and family. 
which technically he wasn't. He was making money, but why do you want to rain on someone's parade like that? So and now he's been gone for like six years because if you violate that, you're you're banned from the U.S. for six years. Right. Are you serious? Oh yeah, that long. Bailey Bailey has not been around since 2014. I'd say. About 2014 is the last wow. time Mike Bailey was active in the U.S. So what about when, um, like, uh, Shaza McKenzie? Okay. Like her, because I know she she had reached out to me. She's Australian, she's New Australian, Zealand, yeah. But, like, coming over here for a couple months, and she wants to take a bunch of indie dates. Cause mm-hmm. we didn't have We didn't have shows for, like, March and April, and, I, and she'll, she'll be here. So, like, when someone like her comes, what, does she – if she's just coming to do indies and she's not, say, working for a major company, what does she apply for? How does that work? Does she just like a temporary? Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, just gonna make an educated guess. I believe that the restrictions are kind of more severe for other countries that touch the United States. So we're talking like Mexico people and Canadian people are cannot just be doing that because it's so easy to like just pop 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 mm. an Australian coming over probably is going to be staying for a lot longer and maybe is a, they're a little bit more lenient or well I know with all the countries there's a there's a number of work visas that they approve like per year I guess that's so there's not like a mass exodus of their own domestic workers to another country sure. so that's like if they run out of work visas I guess they just turn everybody else down but I think with the limited things they like you know a limited engagement like two months over here mm-hmm. or something to work a bunch of indie dates I guess they would treat it more of like um, itinerant or a migrant worker right would, you know where We'll get workers here for crab season, for example, or something like that. But um, I know, you know, I work in a college and we have a lot of students that come over on um, work and school visas. And so I know that there's a number of them Mm. like that just when they're gone, they're gone. But that's about all I know about it. So I'm guessing it's something like that, that they just might not have any more work visas to issue for that for whatever time period. Mm. So, which I understand why people then would just get in the car and drive across the border. <laughs> right. You know, because... It's not that far right. of a drive. Right. You know? And it's not like they're taking away, you know, jobs from other people. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. I think it's a little bit different. Well, but. <clears throat> it is going to be good to have Veda back. But, man, what a challenge. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, she's... Megan Bain, what a what an impression she has made here in MCW. Yeah. Yeah. She's money, man. Mm-hmm. She definitely is money. I would predict that we are not going to be able to see Megan Bain as often as we like to see her very soon because I believe that it won't be too long before mm-hmm. someone sees that vision. Was she on Dark? I believe she's done dark. Yeah. Okay. I've, I've, well, this month, right? It won't be, yeah. She's definitely been yeah. down there. Mm-hmm. Won't be long. Yep. Won't be long. I Mark thought my I words. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be uh, an exciting contest. And um, I would like to see Veda having a distinct size disadvantage. What are strategies going to be against mm-hmm. such a, a large Amazonian of a, a female a dominating competitor? presence. Indeed. In the women's division here in MCW. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She walks that aisle. She, like, you know, she's just the total package pardon me lex luger all right speaking of total packages the next match coming up is uh brian cage versus action andretti wow now that is a dream match (laughs) if i ever saw one yeah i i i always you know brian cage works so well with guys that work that style Mm -hmm. so much more so than most guys his size Mm -hmm. um it's almost like it's a specialty yeah I've seen him fight Leo. I've seen him fight Rich Swan, and they're always like mm-hmm. just amazing, amazing. Match. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the yeah, I, 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 I expect nothing less 
when he steps into the MCW. There's something interesting mm-hmm. about Brian Cage, what I really like and respect about him. I real I like Brian Cage a lot. I have for a couple of years. I've tried to use him when we can. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a lot of guys that start to get their a name for themselves and they're on TV. They worried about getting hurt. Like, what can I do? What little can I do? Yeah, yeah. Can I just, you know, come to the ring? Walk. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Some of them don't even want to. Some of them don't. I don't even want to wrestle. I'll just do a signing. Brian Cage always wants to, like, steal the show with his matches. So, like, when I book him, it's not about even then. He texts me and it's like, hey, I, I want a kick-ass match with someone that can go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he wants, mm-hmm. he he doesn't want to come in. Doesn't want to coast. He doesn't want to coast. He doesn't want to be lazy. He doesn't want to come in and just sign. He wants to come in and throw down and go. Um, and for a guy that's on TV and got a contract, you know what I mean, and probably does really well for himself. He doesn't need to do that. Yeah. But he just you know wants to, and that's I I, I really respect and like that about Brian. Like you know he wants to come in and have the best match on the show. Well, I'll tell you one thing: Action Andretti will be his Huckleberry. Because he likes to go, too. He likes to sink his teeth into a nice, meaty contest. And we've seen that. Um, so, Brian Cage, the the machine, or you know what he calls himself, the effing machine, you're going to have a tall, short drink of water standing right across the ring from you in the current Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup champion. Well, that brings us to our next match. Mm. <laughs> it is a six-man tag with Andy... Uh, Andy Weinberg, Ryan McBride, Sam Adonis, taking on Pat Brink, Alec Odin, and the return of Johnny Crabcakes. On this, the last match for Johnny Crabcakes of Jimmy's yeah. Famous Seafood. Oh, he's going to retire after this. Yeah, he said his wife is, <clears throat> he's getting older. His mm. wife, he's super busy with the restaurant. Oh, Wrestling fans, sure. if you're not an MCW fan and you listen to this, you've probably heard of Jimmy's Famous Seafood. He was our Everybody. second guest. Well, and everybody from yeah. Roman Reigns to The Miz. Mm-hmm. Respect them and love to see them. You know, Bray Wyatt, they're always tweeting about it and going to Jimmy's Seafood. Um, you know, Jimmy's Famous Seafood, and John's the owner. Um, and known locally as Johnny Crab Cakes. Yeah. And um, he's going to be getting yeah in the ring for the one last time. Um, will be interesting. Um, well, I want to more interesting in seeing Andy Weinberg in the ring competing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Andy's one of the most colorful characters that has ever stepped foot into the MCW arena. That so is correct, yes. I know a lot of fans will be looking forward to seeing him get his just desserts. <laughs> and I wouldn't be surprised if Johnny Crabcakes is the one to the serve, one it, serve up. it up. Yeah. <laughs> and it will be interesting to see uh, Brian McBride, King McBride, and Sam Adonis haven't been getting along too well. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, dissension amongst the ranks of the winner's circle, so... Who knows, Alec Odin and uh, Pat Brink might be able to take use that to their advantage just to mm-hmm. plow the road for Johnny C- Crab Cakes to beat up Andy one last time. <laughs> You're smiling over there. I feel like you would enjoy watching Andy get beat up. Well, you know, I, I, I did an interview with Andy at the Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup because Rosadio was busy and mm-hmm. you were busy and everyone was busy. <laughs> and he was so insulting to me. Dressed down my my green suit and Aww. yeah, just so I wouldn't mind seeing him get punched in the mouth either. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You want me to keep it real? But yeah, six man tag team extravaganza. Mm-hmm. I couldn't think of a better way to close out MCW at last call. Yeah. I mean, it won't be the main event, but you know what I mean, like a wild and woolly battle. Yeah, this it it'll be interesting for sure. Um, you know, we haven't seen uh, Sam Adonis for the last what two shows? I think he was. 
he wasn't here. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be nice to see him come he back. Was in Mexico. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Um, Mexico you know, for AAA. Mm -hmm. He's a busy guy too. He's you also know? on NWA. He, yeah, exactly. See, he's, he's with the NWA, Billy Corgan's NWA. Got mm -hmm. a full schedule. He's um really popular in Mexico. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, how is his name? Do you know his name? In oh my gosh, El Rudo. It's El Rudo. Rudo International. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah. It's something that <laughs> I was. I, 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 yeah. You yeah, something where I can't roll my R's. You yeah. know, that's the one thing I've never yeah. been able to master. Yeah. So he's busy. He's um. He's all over the place. Yeah. He's wow. out there a lot. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. And um, we'll come back. We'll come back. The last couple matches. Yeah, we'll go over the rest of our matches. We got like four down, five to go. Yep. Sounds good. All right. See you in just a few minutes. Since 2013, MCW Pro Wrestling has hosted close to 100 events in Joppa, Maryland, at the building that has become known as the MCW Arena. During the past eight years, the MCW Arena has become a venue that has hosted some of the most memorable moments in company history. Matt and Jeff Hardy defending the Impact Wrestling Tag Team titles and subsequently winning the MCW Tag Team titles in a match that aired on national TV. Lita wrestling her first match after 10 years out of the ring. Leo Rush making his pro wrestling debut and wrestling his final match before signing with the WWE. There were also historic moments for the professional wrestling industry as a whole, such as the very last Piper's Pit on July 18, 2015 and the final public appearances of WWE Hall of Famers China and Mean Gene Okerlund. On Thursday night, December 30th, MCW Pro Wrestling will hold our final event in this historic venue as we present Last Call at the MCW Arena. Doors will open at 6 p.m. for the pre-show meet and greet with an 8 o'clock bell time. We would love for you to join us for this monumental and emotionally charged event. There will be nine huge matches, including AEW stars The Acclaimed, taking on former MCW Tag Team Champions Seduce and Destroy. The Hawaiian Warrior Kakoa defends the MCW Rage TV Championship against Brandon Scott. In a women's division match, Megan Bain goes one-on-one -on -one with Veda Scott. AEW star Brian Cage takes on defending Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup Champion Action Andretti. For the MCW Tag Team Championship, the champions Black Wall Street defend against the team of Miles Hawkins and Killian McMurphy. The MCW Women's Championship will be on the line as champion Ray Lynn defends against Ring of Honor's Quinn McKay. And in a Four Corners match, Dak Draper, Ken Dixon, Dante Caballero, and Moses will compete for the opportunity to challenge MCW Heavyweight Champion The Mecca, Brian Johnson, in the main event and the final match in the MCW Arena for the MCW Heavyweight Championship. Fans do not miss this historic event. It's last call at the MCW Arena, Thursday night, December the 30th. For tickets and more information, log on to mcwprowrestling.com. And we are back live right here in studio, and we said it wasn't going to be a typical MCW cast because we're going to be doing the pre-show, essentially, of MCW mm -hmm. Last Call, but we do have a special guest in the room with us. We do. Hi, Dan. And... <clears throat> <laughs> yes, Ken Dixon, welcome to the MCW cast. Our, I mean, our first returning guest ever. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And I can yeah. think of a better person to come on twice than you. He's got a big match coming up on Last Call, but if he doesn't mind, I'd like to kind of maybe go through the, the couple other matches before we get to his. 
Well, do you um, mind, Ken? Do you mind? Kind of get your opinion. I, right. I would like to get his opinion on some of these other matches, actually. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Tara, you were uh, giving us the tale of the tape, as it were, before I we was. went to break. So why don't you roll with the punches and let us know what's next? All right. Well, we left off with a six-man tag team match. And now we're going to pick up with a regular tag match with the Acclaimed versus Seduce and Destroy. Now, this is one of Ken's old partners mm -hmm. in the Dixon line. And uh, at the acclaimed themselves, Max Caster, where did he where did he come from? They're all from uh, Russell Pro. That's right. Pro. Is yeah, he a Russell Pro, Pro guy yeah. too? Yeah. Those uh, Ryan Myers and uh, Kurt Hawkins. So he was from up that mm -hmm. way. Oh. Anthony Bowens is as well. Yeah. Well, he wrestled for us a couple times. Oh, right on. Yeah. You know, I think he did a Shamrock Cup. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I must have missed that one. I would. Three years. Four years ago. Yeah, we were like right before the shutdowns. I because I remember having a discussion about him. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember ha having a discussion about. Like I actually noticed him. Um, he had a he had a YouTube show. Oh, it was a also, very popular YouTube with, show with his boyfriend. Indeed, and I thought it was great. Mm -hmm. Um, and I thought it was great that he was you know one of the first people that I really saw coming out and doing that. I thought it was great that he was doing that. And I talked to RJ and, and Dean about him, but he was really getting hot. Um, on the indies around that same time. It was starting to kind of get out there, and we tried to book him a couple times. But it was, so it wasn't too long after that. Then the next thing you know, all of a sudden, he's in AEW. Yeah. Um, so I, I really liked him. Um, he was, a, But I didn't realize Max Caster was from Creative Pro 2. Indeed. They both are Creative Pro prodigies, along with um, you know MJF, Chris Statlander. Oh, man, what a great school. Oh, yeah. What yeah. a great school. Produced a lot of. Statlander's from there, too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no it's a lot of they're all Bear New Country. York kids. Yeah, Bear, Bear Country Bear as well. Bear yep, Bear Country is uh -huh. man. They've really put some people out, huh? Oh yeah, they are. Uh, uh, so a lot of the times people hit me up on social media and they're like, I'm, "I want to get into the biz. Where do I go?" And I have pretty much my top five schools all around the territory, depending if you will. upon where you live. Exactly. Right. That I'm like, you need to go there, and I can, you know, run down to pardon the expression again, the tail of the tape of all the different stars or people that have gone on to greater success. Um, and MCW Pro is on that list, and Russell Pro is another one, NYWC Academy is another one. So, yeah, a lot of great talent from up and, there. And the Acclaim is one of those teams that they're kind of like sneaking up the back. They're like getting really over – on AEW, they're not, you know, they're, they're, I think you, they're kind of like sneaking and sneaking up the back. Like people aren't paying attention or weren't paying attention to them. And, you know, they're on a rise pretty quick, but well, becoming a really popular team. They certainly aren't bad to look at together. Uh, personally, is the one thing that I feel. And then also with the way that Caster does the rap. You know, it really hooks the people. We talked about this before. Mm -hmm. You hear the glass break, you know, stone cold. Mm -hmm. You see the lights go down, you know, the Undertaker. Well, with Caster, you hear that, yo, yo, yo. And everybody knows, oh, here comes the acclaimed with, you know, Bowen's uh, as always faithfully alongside him. Mm -hmm. But just those kind of signals that are like the signatures right. of this guy's coming down, I think is kind of one of the keys to their success. And they, they look charismatic, great gear. They look mm -hmm. good in the gear, you know. But Seduce and Destroyer are no slouches, if you ask me. Former MCW right. Tag Team Champion. Yeah. And also he, not bad to look at. And, you know, that's a team that came Joe together. Oh, to well, bro, too. That, that, <laughs> that's a team that came together kind of organically, but out of necessity because um, bro's original partner uh, wasn't able to make a show. 
and uh, the pairing of Joe and Bro happened. And was, it, was that during the the shutdown taping? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and we right. had him and his original partner booked, and um, uh, Bro's original partner and uh, uh, Dame. Dame. Yes, and he stopped wrestling, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yes, they are no longer wrestling, and. Um, yeah, so then Joe, the two of them came together, and I have been thrilled with how they've been together. Like, I have to say, they had chemistry. Mm-hmm. They really clicked, like, right off the bat. Like, they, they've they done a really good job. So I'm, I'm happy that they've stayed together, and it was definitely more than a one-night show. Yeah, you know what I call that? Magic. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Okay. Tajiri Mikey Whipwreck. Another example oh, of, go. like, just magic. Yeah, I forgot like, all about that. Yeah. But that's that's kind yeah. of to me was a hallmark of ECW mm-hmm. is Chris Chetty, Danny Doring, or you know what right. I mean, like you know these two like you know throw together, right? right. Mm-hmm. And then Magic, they're working together, they're hitting double team moves. You're like, wow, mm-hmm. these guys must have talked in the back, you know, or you know. So it's kind and of chemistry is like... a weird thing in wrestling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, like sometimes it just happens, mm-hmm. and it happens sometimes with people you don't expect it to happen to mm-hmm. or happen with. And it, it just happens. Or two you people know. you think are going to have good chemistry, and, and they're they just, it's a complete dud in the ring. You're right yeah. with me, sis. You know, totally. Absolutely. It's like, wow, you would think that these guys would, you know, tear the roof off <laughs> any building, and it's just like, Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that is not Max Caster and Anthony Bowens, and it is not Bro Keller and Joe Keyes, so I can't wait for this tag team extravaganza at last call. Yeah, yeah. Joe's a machine. Um, I just feel bad for anybody that has to stand across the ring from him. Um, Joe's got a chip on his shoulder. And I just I feel bad for anybody that has to get in a ring with him. Oh yeah, he uh, certainly has a chip on his so- shoulder. Remember the last time he was here at the MCW cast, we did the uh, the uh-huh. Miles Action Joe yeah. uh, oh, yeah. three way uh, segment. Yeah, and Joe was just ripping into <laughs> the company, the championship committee, and <laughs> letting everyone know the way that he felt, and mm-hmm. that's that's translated to the way he's in in the ring. Um, you know, he's just he's not taking no you know what from anybody. Next up, uh, four corners match. This, for, is, this is Ken's. Yeah, this is this is Ken's moment here. Oh, a four corners yeah. match for the last shot at the MCW title at the MCW Arena. Oh, so the winner of this is getting to fight Brian. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Correct. All right. Well. Yep. Whew. Yeah. It's a who's who right there. Dak Draper, Dante Moses, and of course Ken Dixon. Um, I guess it's a lot of pressure, right? I mean, the winner of this match is, is going to wrestle the last, the last match in this building. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a lot of pressure, but like, I feel like I've been, this is it. Like, just everything that I've done in here since day one, like literally day one mm-hmm. in this building, like, this is it. Yeah, I mean, you were you were one of the guys in that initial class when we, mm-hmm. when I got. <clears throat> Dwindled back into <laughs> opening up a wrestling school. Our plan worked. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how that happened because for 10 years I said, no, I'm not doing a wrestling school. Absolutely not. And then all of a sudden, like, I guess I'm doing a wrestling school again. As soon as you said you signed that that we had that building the next whatever for the April show, I remember we were at the green room. And as soon as you said you had the building for April, I was like, can we run birthday parties? Uh. And you're like, Okay. <laughs> All right. So then we're going to need students for that. Right. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Led to another, and here we are. So now I saw an internet poll this week or last week um, asking fans who they thought um, they wanted to win this match. 
And Ken, yeah. when I last looked, you were the man in the lead. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah by I, a lot. Yeah. I by mean, like, right. you yeah. were pretty crazy. And that's one of the reasons I asked Ken to come in. Not just that, mm -hmm. but on all the like social media channels that were uh, that it was it was put on. Um, yeah, Ken overwhelmingly was mm -hmm. the guy that like our fans were like, we want you know what I mean. Ken, we want to see Ken Dixon get this opportunity. I uh, I, I don't know what it is. Was it surprising as much as you hated them for so many weeks? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Because yes. I gave them so much grief for so long. Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess, you know, we found a bigger on Brian Johnson. Yeah, that's um, true. Right. So there's only room for one of us, you know. Uh, yeah, I was really kind of shocked by that. Um, well, and you really took it to the next level because, like, Brian Johnson doesn't have really a social media presence the way that you did. So, like, you... You really let the fans have it for a number of years, yeah. you know. <laughs> I mean, I, I seem to recall a few complaints about yeah. Ken Dixon's being mean to me online. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, he is yeah, insulting me. There was, yeah, there was some. Remember, it was kind of I mean, like eat. You know like, what I mean? Like, somebody, oh, don't, yeah. be, don't be mean to him. <laughs> somebody threatened to do harm to us with uh, weapons yes. here once. Yeah, yeah, that's you right. You really got under people's yeah. skin. I so forgot all about that. That means you're good at it. To come full circle, you're almost too good. But uh, but now look, you've come full saying. circle, yeah. and these people who probably the same ones who you've insulted uh -huh. over the years yeah, are weird. now like, we want Ken to be this guy and to you have know, this moment. And, yeah, and to you know, side of. Yeah. I mean, honestly, forward. not to take it back to myself, I can relate because I was a heel ring announcer at first. And it almost seemed like that around the time that I did that whole thing with Joel, where mm -hmm. I was like, those are my by God fire exits. The fans That's were like, turned. well, they were, it seemed like the they were is, waiting to cheer for me, yeah. you know, and. And I almost feel like that that's the same phenomenon that you experience. Like that, that, that's with the <laughs> those fans were pissed yeah. when someone else announced the fire exit. Right. I yeah. mean, it was so ridiculous. It was so ridiculous because they hated you. Yeah, I was. But when one show like you couldn't do, and Joel went out there and announced the fire exit, like, the oh, fans no, were like, don't. "Oh no, you don't. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah." So maybe so that's the, what they're feeling. Like yeah. Brian, Brian Johnston is coming yeah. in as being a bigger, you know what? Oh no, 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 he's not our a hole. That's yeah. our a hole. You know, yeah. so, they found uh, someone they hate the more. Guy. I mean, right. I get it. You know, I think in in new guy in the company. Yeah, he's not new. Yeah, guy he's not in new. Wrestling. He's not yeah. new in wrestling. He's new here. But mm -hmm. you know, I think a few years ago, Brian and I would have got along really well. Mm. And <laughs> uh, we're not. I mean, we're not strangers to each other. We trained at the dojo mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. when the dojo opened to when it closed. So we're not like we're not strangers. Um, but he's in my house, uh, so he's the guest, um, mm -hmm. and I feel like he's taken a couple of liberties with. You know, putting people's names in his mouth and kind of bad mouth in the building and and the company and I just the Mecca Championship Wrestling stuff doesn't work for me. Um, Wouldn't have worked for RJ either. Too many guys have come in here and busted their asses for him to come in here and walk around with his little flag and all his Philly nonsense. Like it doesn't fly. Mm -hmm. uh, so now I get an opportunity and I I'll see what I can do, man. These are that's a tough yeah that's a tough lineup, um, but. That's four top guys. It's mm -hmm. four top guys. Like, yeah, I three of those guys are featured on TV regularly. You know, I get in there once in a while, but uh, that's a lot of talent. That's mm -hmm. a lot of talent. Um, you know, we'll just see who wants it more. I am particularly not a fan of the four corners survival style match because, quite frankly, Ken, you could go out there and bust your butt. 
you know, hitting every move in the book, your signatures, controlling the thing. And at one point, if your head is not on a swivel, yeah. someone like a Dak Draper, you'll hit a move. Dak will come up from behind, toss you, one, two, three. Sure, I've done it plenty of times. You've done it, right, yeah. Yeah, so that's why I... That's the fun part. That's you the, think that's fun? That's the jeopardy in those moments. Yeah. It, it's yeah. like four-corner survival. Like, if you are if you don't have your head on a swivel or have someone out there watching your back... So, I think people forget that in these kind of matches, the rules are a little more relaxed Indeed, than in yeah. a traditional wrestling match. And um, as far as doing, you know, things without rules here, um, I invented nasty in this building. I think I've done way more nasty stuff in this building than any of them. Uh, so... You know, I'm going to go ahead and I'll put myself, you know, toot, toot. That's right. Uh, <laughs> as far as, you know, knowing where to do things in this ring and, mm. you know, where things like that are going to go down. <clears throat> How to take that violence up a couple nother notches and, uh, you know, surprise these guys with what it we'll is. We'll see. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's. You had a lot of big wins in your career in this building. You retired Drolics. Retired Drolics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we see how that went. But then he came back. <laughs> Temporary. That's on Phil. That is, so, I didn't approve that. Yeah, the Phil. Did. <laughs> yeah, that was Phil. Phil's got Phil had something shady going on. Yeah, I don't know what's shady going on. Shady side with that. dealing. We'll, we'll talk about that another time. Yeah, it's just I've had to, you know, I guess, you know, we're looking at things a little differently now. Uh in the last year I've had to change a lot of who I am, you know, there's been a lot of changes for me professionally and personally and the perception of who I want to be here in this building, in this locker room. Um, I want to be more than what I, than what I was. And I want to be the locker room leader that RJ trusted me to be. So uh, I feel like morally obligated that like, it's not about the title for me. It's I, I would love to wrestle in the last match in this building. I've, uh, uh, it's about everything that we've done here. Um, it's about, like, Brian's disrespectful and then on a different level. And I don't like it. Um, so I'm going to do what I have to do. And we'll see what happens. Uh, but if anybody's going to shut Brian up on the last night here, I, I want it to be me. Well, how confident are you, Ken, that if you survive this war uh, with three other top-tier guys that you're going to be in any condition to really, you know, step up to the plate? Like, you're going to be, you're going to suffer some damage. Anyone who wins this oh, match is sure. going to suffer some yeah. damage. And then they're going to take a fresh Brian Johnson and, you know, yeah, odds are stacked it's against tough. you, you know? It's tough. It's going to be a long night for whoever ends up getting that spot. Um I don't mean to address the elephant in the room, but as I look at Moses, I look at Ken, Dak, and Dante, they're all stellar competitors, but they're going to fight each other and fight each other to survive and to go on to get the opportunity. Yeah. You know, right. it's, it's kind of a dilly of a pickle. Well, if we push pause for one second, if you don't mind, Ken, talking about that, just we got two more other matches. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we yeah. We don't want to stick too much on that um, one. Yeah, we have the... MCW Women's Championship, yeah, women's another big championship. match on the line there. Ray Lynn uh, versus Quinn McKay, which is really, um, I can see the fans are excited about this one. This yeah. is a, you know, anticipated Ray Lynn since really kind of coming back, and we're really trying to refocus on the um, women's division. She's just been a great flag bearer. Oh yeah, I Absolutely. think she, for the she's she's so like, funky and cheerful. And a workhorse, People just naturally yeah. like her. And a workhorse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and just someone that when I started 
like she had been trying to work for MCW for a while. Anybody I've asked from Mickey James to Renee Michelle, anybody I asked that I know about, hey, this girl, Ray Lynn, everybody is just sing, sung her praises. Mm -hmm. And um, I see why. Yeah. You know, it's just really good talent, a workhorse. And um, she's been a great champion. But this mm -hmm. is, you know, a big challenge. Uh, Quinn McKay's coming in. And, you know, people... People, a lot of people didn't realize you're regular wrestling fans. She became known as the, as the announcer in Ring of Honor mm -hmm. for so long because that's the the role they gave her. But she was a wrestler. She trained right. with us at the dojo. Yeah, yeah. she ended up you're right. She ended up training at the dojo as a wrestler, um, and that's what she was. She just kind of became, um, what's the term like with movie. Typecast, Type, yeah, or, or typecast. saddled, yeah, saddled right. with being right. the backstage you know, correspondent. But, I can but relate. Because she was mm -hmm. so good, and with the glasses, mm -hmm. like her personality, oh, yeah. Just, yeah, she's so good at that. People just, you know, they kind of like mm -hmm. emotionally attached to her. Yeah, well, you, you're used to seeing that individual fill you in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's kind mm -hmm. of like, are we going to have you fill everyone in comfortably, or are we going to give you the opportunity to wrestle? Mm -hmm. And thankfully, she did get that opportunity towards the end of ROH. Right. Yeah, Angelina Love, I believe she fought and. Mm -hmm. What yeah. a beast she is! Just in unbelievably physical, physical mm -hmm. shape. And yeah, people. I think it's funny that people keep calling her an underdog, but like, look, she doesn't look <laughs> like, like an yeah. underdog. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I, she's not. She doesn't look like. She Spike was in w roller w derby. Yeah. You yeah. know, like she's tough. She's as, kind of mm -hmm. a badass. You know, she's yeah. tough, right? You know, yeah. height doesn't have anything to do with it. You know, us birthday yeah, challenges. Short, short people always together. say dynamite comes in small packages. Well, it's so we'll see. <laughs> It I'm, is true. Well, yeah. they're both kind of short in stature. Yeah. So that's I two mean, that's two kegs of dynamite that are going to explode right at last call yeah. for the MCW Women's Championship. Nonetheless, the fans are excited Absolutely. about this. Yeah. I'm interested in seeing this. It's yeah. going to be a great for sure. championship match. Yeah, and you know, and the fans have been asking for years more women in MCW, more women. And, you know, now it's this, we're able to bring that, you know. I, I can't remember when a time when we regularly had two women's matches on a show. And we have, for the last several shows, had multiple women's matches. So yeah, and that's my goal. I that's what I'm great. trying to do. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, I mean, me and you great. have talked about it. Mm -hmm. I think um, there's just a lot of really talented women out there. Um, and a lot of them want to work for us, too. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of them want to work for us, too. So I've been real happy. Um, yep. They really just, you know, that you went through, like, phases, right? Like, where, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it was all the lingerie matches, <laughs> and that's all it was. Yeah. But then it then it, then it, it evolved to where women were wrestling, but the, the um, like, the, the stink that was on it was like, all these girls are bad. They can't wrestle. Right. The girls that were out there. So it was like promoters, you would hear, hey, there's a lot of these girls on the indies, but a lot of them aren't that good. And that's just, that's the way mm -hmm. it was. Well, now it's a, like now it's, you know. There's not no so, more. Not right. no yeah. more. And I think it's great. There's yeah. a lot mm -hmm. of really talented women yeah. out there, and I'm happy to, to bring them in. Mm -hmm. A lush crop of female competitors that are quality right. uh, are now in our midst, and I, can't, I couldn't mm -hmm. be happier about it. So, yeah. All right. <clears throat> Next up. MCW Tag Team Championship. Ooh. Black Wall Street. Versus Miles Hawkins and Killian McMurphy. We just had Killian on the cast last week. Now, here's a throw-together team like yeah. we were talking about before. But yeah, they the obviously doing pretty good. The trade, they start getting these weird videos. Mm -hmm. You know? They got a lot of uh, luck on their side. Yeah. It seems like they've been getting some good matches. Mm -hmm. Get good wins, wins over. Mm -hmm. They've beaten a lot of former champions, former tag team champions. And uh, I kind of like them together. Yeah, it's like someone's watching out for them. It does seem that way, that they've mm -hmm. had a little bit of luck or fate or something on their side. Maybe a puppeteer, a puppet master there in the in the wings that 
I don't know. But this is definitely their biggest challenge. Oh my Not gosh! Not only the yeah. MCW Tag Team Champions, yeah. but you know, talk about two veterans of MCW. Both of them have held between them all the championships and MCW multiple times. Yeah. Won a Shamrock Cup. You get Dralix on a bad day, and he's going to eat those two alive. <clears throat> you know. I mean, I mean, Chuck's not a slouch either. No, no, no. no. My head partner. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, don't sleep on the paper. Yeah, good. True. And like, yeah, the way they tag together is. Yeah. I don't think we have any other tag teams like currently active. Flawless. That have the relationship those two have. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, I want to shout out to Chuck Lennox and say happy belated birthday yeah. to him. Oh, had a love for doing that. Ha- happy belated birthday to Quinn McKay as well. That's yeah. Oh, same day. Same, oh, really? Same yeah, I think we shouted okay. it out on our social media on oh, the actual right, day, but both, right. yeah, be belated birthday to both those mighty Sagittarius. Definitely okay. the most seasoned team. I think Miles of is a December birthday roster. too. No, no, no. It's not okay. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was somebody in this match. I'm sorry, it was Chuck. <laughs> All right. Well, very good, and this takes us back to the main event. Yeah, the MCW Heavyweight Championship, which is going to be one of you four guys. Yeah the MCW Heavyweight Championship. Last match in the MCW Arena. Mm-hmm. So you know we have on the lower third of every edition of the MCW Cast, Ask MCW Cast, hashtag. Yeah. I'm challenging our 108 followers on Twitter <laughs> to cast their vote. Hashtag Ask MCW Cast. Who do you think is going to be standing across the ring from Brian Johnson at MCW Last Call? And if you're letting us know you're watching this on Facebook or YouTube, yeah. it's streaming. Tell us in the comments section. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. want to know. Um, Ken's sitting here watching. Who do you guys want? We've been watching the polls, and it seems Ken's the overwhelming choice. Yeah, let us know who you want or who you think. Right. You know? We, we want to hear from you is the point. So ask right. MCW Cast. We mm-hmm. want to know from our followers, who do you think it's going to be? Which, and I don't I don't want to, I don't want to overlook someone here, too, um, because I've just been so impressed the last couple months with Moses. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, a guy that, um, besides the fact he broke my ribs, <laughs> cue the dog. Cue the dog. <laughs> <laughs> like, I still haven't let that go. It's just been like three years ago. <clears throat> ah, cue, I'll forgive you one day. No, but, I, and I've told him, I, uh, I've told him this, man, just like his the promo package and his matches that he mm-hmm. had with Brian Johnson, he's really taken like stepping out as a singles wrestler yeah. Hell yeah. and um, coming out of his own, his promos, um, his in-ring work mm-hmm. um, is top notch. Yep. You know, um, and I've just been especially thinking back to where he started, how far he's come. Mm-hmm. And I think kind of, you know, probably Khan, you know him, like Khan moved to Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's people know because a lot of people, I, I still get these questions like, inbox on Facebook and stuff like what happened to the soldiers of savagery and MCW. Nothing. It was any broke up. Just con moved to Texas, um, you know, and uh, for personal reasons. And he's, you know, across the country. But you you can look on his social media and he's doing a lot of. He's killing it. He's killing it. Doing a lot of. He's winning titles in Texas, win a lot of singles titles and ends up on AEW Dark. I think that maybe kind of was like a a moment to Moses. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But woke him up, like woke up a beast. And, a dog um, woke up a sleeping woke, dog. Woke up a sleeping. <laughs> cue the dog. Yeah, <laughs> Moses has never been a slouch in the ring. Oh no, no. I just think never. I think like this latest little, you know, this run for him, this this separating has been just eye opening for everyone else because mm-hmm. now you get to see like what kind of machine this guy is. Like he's always yeah. like he's always been one. And we got to the dojo and it was mm-hmm. rocket. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, but I mean, been, we really, really saw impressed. that since you know, from the the Bruiser Rumble on. You know, he's really been. Yeah, just, Brian's been getting by on the yeah. skin of his teeth, right? Getting away mm-hmm. from Moses, so. right? Yeah, and that that steel cage match was something else. I mean, I didn't that I figured it could go either way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a combustible situation. I do not like Brian Johnson. I'm with you, Ken, <laughs> about uh, you know the way that he's been running down our home base. Uh, and you know something, I want to say this to you. I really noticed uh, something from the fans at the Bruiser Strong Battle Royal when it was looking like you were going to be one of the last guys mm-hmm. competing yeah. there. And if you would have pulled those fans that night, they wanted to see you. It felt well, good. Yeah. It felt, yeah. It felt that way. Yeah. yeah it just wasn't mm-hmm. in the cards, I guess. Well. Chico got me. Yeah. We're going to see if maybe it's in the cards for us to relive yeah. that moment, you know, kind of a, a full version of it. If you could, uh, you know, top Moses and Dak and, and Dante. Yeah. Ken, I got to ask you a question. Yeah. Did Boom get his beer for Christmas? He's got to win. He's got to win. To the victors? To like, the victor goes I know. The I just, the last how, show, I kept seeing it, him backstage looking for it. I, I know. Videos. I saw the video. I know. I just he's thought maybe in the, in the holiday spirit, you might have just maybe, like, you know, no. gave him maybe a non alcoholic beer. No. Maybe at least, no. Okay. Is that the deal? He's got to get a okay. win. He's got to win. He's got to get a win. Yeah. But at the he last show, drink, he was backstage. He's trying to steal my beers, and the uh, yeah. Action Andretti owes me a beer, by the way. Because he spilled. He spilled it all over the ground. Action Andretti owes me a beer <laughs> if he's old enough to buy any. Oh, my. Well, he's probably well. pouring some out for the homies. I but just yeah, like Boom's I gotta felt win. bad he's for Boom, win. though. When he, you know? when he finally gets it. Yeah, it's going to taste so good, right? I think so. I think he's going to really, he's going to have to savor it. because he's Yeah. Like, all what right. good is it to just give he stuff to people? Waited this long. I just thought maybe in the holiday it. spirit, you might have just maybe, you Kendrickson know, gave him a little drink or something. Spirit, maybe one Tara. day UNICEF will start a wrestling show. You know, we'll <laughs> there give you go, right? <laughs> but until then, he's got to earn it. Oh, my gosh. Maybe he could be like one of those adopted children, you know? That's kind of what I'm doing. Where they, you yeah, pretty much you are. Yeah. You donate yeah. in those little milk Somebody's boxes, you know? To. You're his big brother. I guess. Well, he does seem to look up to you. He does want to please you, but, you know, I just wanted to see if maybe, maybe in the holiday spirit we got to finally know maybe that Maybe I'll let him come out. He can watch me drink a beer. There oh, you that, go. That'd probably you know, be sweet you know, for him. He could bring you a beer he if you win bring you. He could open your beer. He probably could. I would yeah. be okay with him handling that. <laughs> he cannot consume. Okay, well, well, if he's going to bring you a beer for the Fatal 4-Way, then, you know, Dante's got his own bartender, too. Well, then. Yeah, Bull's going to have to serve up some coquito. <laughs> no, I think Bull's still dead from when Alec Oh, gosh, yeah. Oh, my. yeah. Was... I saw that video when I was in Virginia Beach, mm-hmm. and uh, he got run over by a freight train. He did. Yes, indeed, he did. So he's probably still home resting. I don't think we've heard from him since. <laughs> he's in traction, <laughs> probably. Yeah, you know? that, uh, yeah that, that, was, that was something. Intense. <laughs> Did yeah. you guys talk about that, that six-man tag already? Was that, did you guys talk oh, about Oh, yeah, that we one? talked about Odin Yeah, and, we and talked Pat. about it, but we can go back to that. Mm-hmm. Look, I mean, that's going to be ridiculous. Uh, I think there's experience on one side of the ring, but then you got guys like Pat and Alec who are just freakishly strong, and John's pretty strong, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I seem to remember him picking me up and giving me a good throw a couple years ago. Uh, he gave you the F three, right? It was yeah, the yeah. F three and a half. My shoulder's never been the same. <laughs> <laughs> he gave you the F three and a half. Yes, he did. Not quite the F five. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. I just want to uh, see what he's gonna do. It's his last deal, right? Yeah. So yeah. he says. 
wants to go beat so he said. now or whatever he's going to do. I mean, sometimes these are the most, uh, you know, no disrespect to anyone else, but sometimes these are the most entertaining. Yeah. Because you got a, a Johnny Crab Cakes and you got an Andy Weinberg, and we don't get to see them that often. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, you know, Mm-hmm. That might they might go all out. They might think like this is my moment <laughs> time to steal the show and close this place right. out. And who knows? We might see Andy on the top rope. Oh man. You never know. I so. just want to see what sign Bobby Harris is gonna bring to this. Oh. That's all I want. Oh, Multiple signs. Yeah. He is at home right now, furiously scribbling away, making his collection of signs, and I just want to know yeah. what, what he's bringing. Chickens and Definitely bread. Fruit Loops. I saw him the other day. I saw on like the MCW, like on one of the posts, he like Blew it up with it's like, like eight comments. Yeah. Eight signs. comments, pictures of Fruit Loop boxes. It was all Bobby. Yeah, Harris. there was a. Yeah, yeah. I saw. I was like, what the Fruit, hell? I saw Fruit Loop underwear or something. Oh, I, that was Bobby. I think he blew yeah. it up. Bobby mm-hmm. like blew up one of the posts on um mm-hmm. on Facebook. Well, Bobby, we love it. Yes, absolutely. Keep this on, is, keep on. This is what makes our fans so special. Indeed. Well, well we want you to be here. Yeah. We've got just oh yeah, forty eight hours away. If you're watching this live when this is airing, we're. Two nights away. Yep. You can get your um, tickets at hideawaycollectibles.com. Uh, you can get tickets at the door, of course. And the first couple rows are sold out. At, at they this are. point, Rose I haven't checked in a day or so, but it may only be general admission. Nice. Yeah, I'm not sure. It may be I, some ringside. Um, you got to check. Rows one and two were sold out before Christmas. Yeah. So yeah. this is, um, yeah. it's still surreal talking about this. I know. And it, it, that this is going to yeah. be in two days, going to be it, the last show. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's kind of, it's real, but it's not. So, I, and I think our fans feel that. Mm-hmm. I think um, I've seen a lot of comments on social media. I had some inbox messages from people that said, oh, hey, you know, I, I went, but I haven't been in a couple of years, but I'm coming back mm-hmm. for the show. Like one guy was like, man, I used to come all the time, like 2013 through 2016, 17. It's been like three or four years, but um, he's driving an hour and away with two of his kids. He's like, we're coming to the show. Wow. You know what That's I mean? Awesome. So I think we're going to see a lot of that. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of people just coming out for the sentimental, um, you know, the sentimental aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. So. I mean, if not for any other reason, you might want to come to see us cry because I I remember Michaels when we when we had our last show at Michaels. It was a uh, well, at least we're not shutting down, and that's yeah, the that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, need to yeah. make clear because I have answered that, yeah. even though it's been good call, clear. Dan. I thought right. in the post we are not shutting down MCW. We're just this building. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Right. So we'll still have other buildings. So that was a. A big moment back in 2003 because it was the end totally we, we shut right. the company down for a couple of years but mm-hmm. um we're not shutting down but right. it is the last um and there's a great commercial that was put together by john oh gosh yeah and danny mays on yeah. the mcw uh social media that you can go and look at it's about two and a half minutes it tells the story of many mm-hmm. of the things we were talking about some mm-hmm. of the big events not just in our company's history but in pro wrestling yeah. i mean what's a What's a bigger deal than the last Piper's Pit to ever right. happen with Rowdy Roddy Piper happened in this building? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's uh, it's it's yeah it's between be... here and Michael's Eighth Avenue, those are my two like memories of MCW. And that's really, gone too. Really, oh, I know, it's crazy. You know that but... that was during the shutdown. That was a sad. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I wasn't too. as attached to that building. Not like, as attached. I mean, because well, like I was saying at the beginning, you weren't in this segment, Ken, but right. we were talking about how we literally built this building, like yeah. from the walls mm-hmm. to the wiring Everything. and the lights and yeah. all of that. Like our work is everywhere, you know. Do you remember, like not to drag this on, but I didn't remember <laughs> this. I was having, I was saying, and you weren't here, you weren't in the studio, but I was having an emotional moment with Leo 
like after he did a surprise at the last show um and, and when he was you know he was with his parents and i was saying goodbye to him and thanking him and he basically he's he's it's like he's about to have this emo emotional moment he's talking about looking around and i'm like and he's like and and i there's so much i think of and one of the things i think of is um how you and RJ told us we had a mandatory meeting and we showed up down here and there was like 15 gallons of black paint. And yep. you, do you, <laughs> you remember this? <laughs> yep. I really don't remember yeah, doing this. Paint party. I, yeah. I definitely remember it. I remember RJ painting the building. Here. I remember the painting the building, but I don't remember suckering everybody into a mandatory <laughs> meeting. But it's a, it, to be fair, I had just as much black paint all over me yeah. as everybody you else. You got dirty well, with everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. that? That's the thing. Larry, you were talking earlier about all the Christmas parties we had here. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And you've been sharing some pictures on your social media. You know, we all have something that connects us to this building, you know, but it's not just the building. It's us, you mm -hmm. know? like Yes. It's yes. all of us who have been here through whatever building, you know, whatever things that have happened in the past. You know, we, we all are still here, and that's what makes MTW MTW. That's right. Really. And, you know, we want to see all of you here. Two days from now, 48 hours, yeah. MCW, right. last call at the MCW Arena. Tickets still available at our official outlet. Yep. Hideaway Collectibles, if you are still looking for some, you know, post-Christmas gifts or something. Maybe mm -hmm. your kids didn't get everything they asked for. Send them over there. Pick up some cool collectibles. And, um, of course, pick up your tickets for the next show on December 30th, Thursday. A Thursday night show. Wow. Mm. Well, yeah. that's how we used to do it. Yeah, we did Wednesday nights for a Wednesday, how, Wednesday was, yeah, nights Michael, for how yeah. long? Didn't bat an eyelash at that, you know? That's it's, right. It's, didn't have any trouble filling seats either. But uh, kids are home from school, so this is a perfect opportunity for a Thursday night show. Yep. Well, for all of us here at MCW, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, all that good stuff. For Ken Dixon, Dan McDevitt, and the heart of MCW, the lovely Tara, I'm Larry Legend. We'll see you all at MCW Last Call right here at the MCW Arena. You, you, baby, baby.